So, welcome back. I wanted to do something that was brought up in one of my my master's class. And it's science museums and historical house museums or just like history-based museums. The different audience, the different message, the different just everyday person that would want to work in one, work in the other. You know, sometimes things are out of date more in one than the other. Um, There's less controversy with science-based because, I mean, think about it. It's science. It's proven. I mean, you still have a couple of those people who think the world is flat, but we'll leave it at that. And the, the history ones are very more controversial just being historic, right? What does it mean to be historically accurate, right? Who's being left out? Who's telling the story? Who's going to the museums, the science, the history exhibits? Who's interacting with them? You know, not just physically, like at the Boston Museum of Science, but mentally, you know, creating that space for mental for thinking for conversations that have been forgotten all we talk about and all you know anyone talks about these days is how are we going to move forward right so the same concept comes with museums right science museums don't really move forward they just kind of prove and provide the reinsurance that how science has impacted the world, how, you know, you can't really disprove science because one, you know, scientists disprove different things in science, so that's their job. And two, you know, you can't argue with gravity. I mean, you can But you know what I'm saying, you know, you can't argue with oceans and how things are kind of made in the human body because it's all been studied by those of the past and has gotten better, just like history, when it comes to as we know more, as we move down the road in the future, we learn more and we get more information and things make more sense, right? It's the same thing with history, although the message topic, the concept may be, you know, completely different than a science museum, you know, it's still the same message, you know, how do we progress, you know, this idea of progressing, what is progression, right, I think everybody in this world is going to have their own idea of progression, you know, and I think museums are a good way to show, you know, someone's belief in progression, right? I mean, think about it. You go to a history museum mostly because, one, you're told, two, you have to, three, it's a school project, or four, you're wondering, right? You're wondering what is going on. What is this thing, right? You don't go to the Boston Science Museum wonder about things you go to examine them do things um, 
interact with the exhibits. You know, I mean, sure, you know, some history museums, bigger ones, you know, like Gettysburg, they have maybe some interaction stuff, but that's because they're, you know, state-funded. You know, you can't... Not all museums are in the same boat when it comes to the bigger ones, and sometimes people, I think, tend to forget that different, you know, smaller ones get more affected by different things. So some of the differences, right? So with science, you know, say the Boston Museum of Science, for example, you can't really disagree with science. I mean, there's still people out there, don't get me wrong. You have those flat earth people, you have those whatever. But what I'm really, you know, you can't really disapprove with science because it's, you know, because of the past has examined it and proven it, right? But, you know, it's different when you talk about, you know, yes, animal cruelty is bad and killing animals is bad and testing on animals is bad, but it doesn't bring to the same context of, you know, human slavery, right? That some museums may forget or haven't researched or don't know about their own history and they forget to put that in the story. Or oh, it's just not there because people have been forgotten about in history. We know that from this experience. So, history museums allow for that space to be given and for the intellectual conversation of the past come to the forefront of not only historians' minds, but the public's mind, right? The public history. That's what museums, hopefully, is their goal, is to reach the public. Now, as times change, more people do research, more things, you find more information out. So hopefully, the museums are staying up to date with the generations, with the research that the historians are doing, and realizing that they're right, right? Some of the stuff is right, and, you know, people won't really disagree when, w with what you put into a science museum or how you put it in a science museum, but history faces that issue every day. What to put in it, what to take out, what's important, should we show everything, why shouldn't we show everything, what needs to be shown, what doesn't really have a message it's more personal to say the museum maker you know say they were a historical figure and it's just some family information like why does that need to be shown right it doesn't because it's no really it's cool i'm sure because all that information is cool to me at least but it doesn't really need to be shared with the public because it doesn't really not that it's not in public's best interest but it's not in the public's, you know, it's not needed for the public's to talk about certain decisions. And people sometimes, when they see just ordinary things, they can't really get away from that and they can't see the bigger picture. So you want people to see the bigger picture. 
the past bigger picture, the future bigger picture, all that kind of stuff. So now I want to talk about the stuff, right? Very broad, very kind of simple of a statement, right? You have the stuff in the science museum that's very interactive, very set to one demographic, right? A lot of the time, these exhibits are made for kids, young adults. To have them engage with science, which is awesome. Because science is one of the few things in this world that you can't disagree with. Well, you can disagree with. But, you know, it's proven for the most part. So, science museums make exhibits... Not only to show that what's proven, but to explain why. And I think when it comes to history, explaining things, the why is much harder than, say, a science museum. Here's a couple of reasons. One would be that they just don't have that kind of inventory, that kind of storage room, um, that kind of space for all that kind of developing, changing, learning, you know. Think about it. You know, a science museum, for the most part, is going to have funding. It's going to be bigger than you thought it would be. But small historical house museums and such, they don't have all that extra, you know, money to rely on. They don't have money to rely on in the first place. You know, science museums are designed for sort of a different, different good, I guess, is how I would say it. Because, uh, because, you know, I don't think people who go to science museums are going to go to a historical house museum the same day. You know, one, because museums are draining, so one's enough. And two, it's probably not really that big of an interest to them. You know, the PBD Access Museum in Salem does a good job of kind of doing everything, a little bit of everything, a little bit of discovery, you know, Asian history, science, you know, boats. They kind of do pretty good at everything. But, you know, it's very hard for someone to come in Disagree with the whole historical house and walk out feeling like he was successful. Right? Science, you know, there's always someone who may be forgotten throughout history because, well, 
you know, that's what happens. People are forgotten about. Not saying it's right. You know, we do have to change that, but people are forgotten. Another big part of this idea of science and history is the question of who's collecting, right? Who are you collecting? What are you collecting? Where are you getting your collection from? And what is the purpose of that collection? Now, the old way of thinking, right? is the more stuff you have, the more collecting you have, or you do, the more stuff you know, right? More information, smarter you are. Which couldn't, isn't always the case, right? You could collect all... I mean, I guess if you collect one thing and you examine it, it's very difficult, right? Because you can understand one side, right? For myself, I want to study Vietnam, but people, you know, uh, people say, well, have you been there? Or they will say, and I already know that, so I have to be there. So it's that experience that I think is important when it comes to collecting and researching that people want to make sure that the person has, right? So I think it's more about the experience and, like, connection to the collection, The other, you know, difference with history and science that I found is, you know, some of the people that have lived through historic historical events like the riots of the 90s, Vietnam, you know, the first Iraq invasion, that kind of thing, some of them don't want to talk about it, right? Which is fine. That is a personal feeling and you can't force anyone to say anything. With science... It's more of just discovery of the world, if that makes sense. And not so much discovery of what people inside of their bodies are thinking. So I can't pressure a veteran to talk about what he wants to because one, that's disrespectful. And two, you just can't, you know, but... You can talk to scientists and a lot of scientists who, you know, didn't examine on people, the good scientists, you know, you can ask them basically anything. <laughs>